Fantastic. How are we doing tonight? Is this the uh, the meeting of the young Republicans? <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fight after the show. That's great. Hey, everybody. Last week, we started the show by singing the Russia, 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 Nazi, Nazi, Nazi song. Well, guess what song we're still playing? Yes, for two weeks in a row, it's number one with a bullet. Russia, 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 Nazi, 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 North Korea, boom. Yes, it's week two of the Nazi, Nazi, Russia, Russia, Russia song. We're still on Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. I know. It hasn't flipped back to Russia, Russia, Russia. I know. It's going to be a while. It's yeah. going to be a while. What a week. So much going on. I'm going to warn our listeners right now. I am uh, – a lot of times – and this is great. I should, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. When I would go on the road and do stand-up, it's, it's the best therapy. It's the best. And there were, there were times I would go on stage and just like go full-on rage, just like straight up just – rage and it was hilarious and it was always a good time other times silly and fun but every once in a while just like i have rage and i would just have to like release that valve and i'm feeling one of those today i'm feeling one of those today i'm so sick of the nazi 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 as we speak liberty gypsy lg oh lg that's a good one you i like it i like it better than the liberty giblet (laughs) <laughs> the Liberty Giblet, or yeah. you could have the Liberty, the Liberty Giblet. There you uh, go. Or the Liberty Gimlet, rather. <laughs> Liberty ah, Gimlet. Yes, I'll have a Gimlet, a, please. A Liberty Gimlet. <laughs> if, if you could make, like, I'm sure there has to be, if, if you could put, like, like uh, make it somehow red, like a red Gimlet. I used to love vodka Gimlets. Well, you oh, just put a, you put a little grenadine in. Would that adjust the flavor? A little sweet. You are now the Liberty Gimlet. there we go it's turning around so as we speak there's a big uh, antifa uh thing a big a bunch of uh goofballs in san francisco they showed up at berkeley because they're protesting the nazis right the nazis are all over berkeley so they're gonna we're we're shutting them down and there's no Nazis there. This is getting so boring. Just like in Boston. We're shutting down the Nazi. There were no Nazis there. You have vastly, vastly overestimated <laughs> the amount of Nazis in the country. So to watch it, it's like it's like watching uh, a bunch of grown-ups play preschoolers. Like if, if one preschooler showed up and then five college students and they're like, hey, let's play basketball. And they're dunking on the preschool. They're like, yeah, we beat them. Like, that's not you can't really brag about that. Yeah, that's not winning. But I do have to say right before coming on air, I watched a video you had posted on Facebook, uh, two gentlemen uh, splicing an Antifa video. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. The the Antifa guy trying to load the that was my favorite part. Oh, you read my mind, Liberty Gimlet. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, he can't even. Lo- this is he really can't. hard to do sometimes. This is. You've got to go go to the Loftus Party Facebook page, and the video is up there. And it's this Antifa kid wearing his little hood and his little mask, and like, we we must resist. And then these two dudes who are awesome, are like, <laughs> we must resist, like openly mocking him. And oh, they, have putting, like they have like jock straps yeah. on their heads. Yeah. It's great. And at one point, the Antifa kid is like having a hard time getting the clip 
into his <laughs> AR-15. I said, I did this before. And like, he's genuinely trying. Like it's not, he's, the kid's not doing it for laughs. He's genuinely trying. Yeah. And then these two, these two like regular guys, like it's not that hard. Ping, clack, boom. They put it in. And then they, then the guy stops the video before the, his buddy can fire the rifle. And he goes, don't forget your earbuds, kids. And he puts in his earplugs. It was great. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. No, I actually had I'm a little. I actually had a little bit of fun with a Boston Antifa video. Um, Because two of those young men, well, two of them have been outed, so they no longer wear the kerchiefs over their face. But the the head dude there was trying to be all cool. And I don't know if this reached as far down as Ohio back in the day, but he's sitting there sipping, and I kid you not, a Jenny Cream Ale. A Jenny Cream. Yeah. (laughs) We used to do Jenny Cream. Oh, my God. That's what my my dad drank when we were poor. Yeah, Jenny yeah. Cream Ale. Many, many. I have consumed many, many, many Jenny yeah. Cream Ales. That's I haven't heard that name in ages. I feel like Obi Wan Kenobi when <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker's like this droid's looking for somebody called Obi Wan Kenobi. He's like Jenny Cream Ale. I haven't heard that name in a long time since before you were born. Ooh. <laughs> Jenny Creebale. He was killed by your father, the Cloud Wolves. Yeah, well, you knew when dad got a good bonus because all of a sudden you had 12 horse ale. 12 horse? Yeah, Jenny 12. That that was was rich. That was the good beer when I was young. I don't think they've made it in years, but I did notice those bright metallic green cans that say Genesee across the front, literally showing up in craft beer bars. Jenny Cream. That's a great name for a beer. It was a great name, and there are pictures of me at two tipping the empty can above my head. That's that's perfectly normal. I know. And you, you've not been the victim of abuse. But like Budweiser, that's a good name. Bud Light, there's just something about the bing bong of it all. That's a good name. Uh, Jenny Cream, big a bing. It's just good. It's syllabically. It's just a good name. Miller High Life, mm, that's would, a pretty good name for beer. I always like Schlitz. Schlitz. Schlitz was always Schlitz was always like the the, the joke name for the beer. It's like if like if you had diarrhea, you're like, I got a bad case of the Schlitz. Like, I'm glad we started off. Ladies and gentlemen, me and the Liberty Gimlet, we, we, we do like a little pregame thing. And, and here's the problem. We go down the topics that we're going to talk about. And we actually start talking about them. So then we're like, you know what? We should just hit record because this is a good conversation. <laughs> and then we hit record and then we go off track. Completely. Wait, like, like a second ago, it was like this really good conversation, the philosophical differences and free speech and what's important in small business. And then like immediately <laughs> we hit record like Jenny Cream. That's a great <laughs> name for a beer. Like off the fucking rails. Yes. All right, I'm going to get this back on. We live in an age of hostil- hostility and hysteria. Two H's. Hostility and, and, and I, before we started, I've about had it. And that's what was uh, fueling my rate. I have about had it with the whole – like I, I try to mock it with the Nazi, 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 Russia, Russia, Russia. But this whole uh, white privilege thing, the whole Nazi, Nazi, Nazi thing, uh, I'm, I'm ready for it to go. I'm ready for it to go. They are branding anybody who leans to the right. If you're a conservative, libertarian, Republican, if you lean to the right, 
they they want to bake it in that somehow you're a white supremacist neo-Nazi. And it, and it really, really pisses me off. Uh, and I'm having a hard time figuring it out other than just to mock it. I mean, well, and and hopefully uh, get some get some eyeballs on me, get some earballs on me for mocking it. And then so you want to get the most attention, the most bang for your buck for mocking their stupid idea. And my instinct as a comedian, as a comedian, my instinct is to like dress up as a Nazi and have and have like a press conference. Oh, d- d- what was the movie? Mel Brooks. Oh, yeah. The producers. The producers. And then you had that clip from that movie that was being resubtitled all through the election um, with like. Oh, that was the bunker. The one where it's 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 actually the Nazi movie. Yeah. And it's Hitler getting the bad news about the allied advances. (laughs) Right. And they've turned it they've turned it into several. The the funniest one is like uh, was when he finds out uh, Michael Jackson was arrested and won't be able to (laughs) entertain at his son's birthday party. Right. That one was hilarious. They've done it many times. That's that's a Hall of Fame uh, Internet meme right there. Yeah. But I mean, if we could take something along those lines in market, I think it would be great. But then you have the New York Times, and this this is what killed me earlier in the week, right? The New York Times basically puts out this long article when you have really good journalists like Selena Zito and a couple others who have been documenting the Obama voters who moved to Trump for well over a year and a half at this point, right, in the Midwest and other places. Basically, yeah. they have now concluded that people who voted for Barack Obama in two elections, okay – 08 and 12 are white nationalists because on a survey, they don't recognize their white privilege. Yes. So you, he, it is. It's that bizarre logic thing that, that Mike Rowe was talking about. Exactly. They, they're, they're, they're making these bizarre leaps. If, uh, if, if people who buy brown couches are racist and you like blue couches and you don't say why you're not buying a brown couch – and it never occurred to you about you must be a racist. Like I, it, it's, I know, but if you think about the people that flipped, their standard of living has gone down. Their wages have remained stagnant. In many cases, they've watched their jobs go away. Why would you think they see any privilege in their life? Yeah, I, I, and, why, and why their suicide. The suicide rate is through the roof. Exactly. Why can't you make this connection? This has nothing to do with the color of people's skin. That has this has to do with the conditions of people's lives and the lives of their family. And it's like it is so unbelievably easy, and it's it's just it's it's easy to the level of stupid. And these career politicians just can't get out of their own way. No, they really can't. And and they're some of the worst uh, human beings on the planet. However, uh, the branding continues where if you're to the right, you must be a Nazi. And that's just uh, – and I, I tell you, I, well, I'm i very, very hesitant to – like I don't want to make – I want to make fun of Nazis. Of course, of course I do. It's idiotic. But like to think we've got a Nazi problem in this country, like I just don't see it. I, I literally just don't see it. Well, you know, you know, I live in Georgia. You've got a Nazi problem. We're just no. a bunch. We're just a bunch of backward racists down here. You know that, right? So I decided to look my state up on the Southern Poverty Law Center map. Didn't you? Weren't you talking about this last week? And there's like six places nearby. Well, there's six places out in the sticks, 
but black separatist organizations are the largest group in my state and in almost every southern state because since last week's show i went and looked at all the others too oh yeah (laughs) yeah and that black separatists Uh uh-huh that's hilarious yeah that's hilarious and i go back to now you want to take down statues of lincoln because he was going to give you liberia well (laughs) I'm uh, i'm like oh my god uh, it's it's so we'll get we'll get on to the news. Uh, however, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to do it uh, to fight the everybody's a Nazi thing. But the, yeah, the congratulations to everybody who uh, showed up today uh, in Berkeley to fight the Nazis who weren't there. That's um, that's a solid victory for you guys. Uh, well done. Just like just like Good being job. a preschooler at basketball. Exactly. Just like beating a preschooler at basketball, uh, some guy on Twitter, it's, it's, it's his joke. It's like this whole thing of like thinking that you're going to walk around and get attacked by a Nazi is like going to the beach thinking you're going to be attacked by a pirate. Yeah. It's just it's really it's literally uh, the, the same. Uh, so there we are. So we're going to try to have some fun today and talk about some of the problems and some of the solutions. Uh the Robert Lee thing, the video I did on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I might have th- – a lot of people thought I was serious. And are, that, you, are you kidding me? I'm not even kidding. There's, oh, my God. It, one, of the, one of the comments was like this, this – he goes, this guy goes, this better be satire or, or you're the dumbest uh, dude on the planet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I have to make him more obvious. I thought it was obviously uh, – I was joking around because I, I think I, think I started off by saying I'm, I'm literally shaking right now. Because that's my new favorite one. I'm literally shaking right now. It doesn't. It doesn't play as well unless you put the literally in it. <clears throat> I'm literally shaking right now. Literally. Okay. So, but, in good news, in comedy news, mm-hmm. uh, and to if you're like myself and you voted for Trump, uh, and and you were ever like, ooh, did I make a mistake? Which I, 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 I honestly, I never think that. Uh, Hillary Clinton came out. Her book is coming out. And have you heard her reading any of the excerpts? Is this the one where, like, Donald Trump creeped her out during the debates? Yes. Why'd you go to his wedding? And do you know the guy you're married to? <laughs> Did you hear her reading it? No, I no. Oh, my gosh. No. This is when I wish we had a producer and we could do clips. Because I will I'm going to I'm going to pick uh, just something that's laying on my table here. Uh, this is this is a uh, an advertisement for stone drinking dispensers, mm-hmm. and I will read this as if I were Hillary Clinton. Enjoy your favorite spirits on the rocks with Jeff Henderson's patented drink dispenser, handcrafted in New England. It was horrible. The way she, it's like you were there, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Can't you just read that like as if you like she didn't she it's like she didn't experience it. It's like, uh, you know, she didn't write the book. It's like she's a third party reading this out loud for the first time. It's hilarious. Well, it's hilarious. She had to put out a book right to counter the book that was written by the woman you interviewed at Politicon, which was shattered. shattered. Yes. Which was a deep dive into campaign strategy and where they didn't do the right thing and everything else. She's got to have an answer to that. So this is her answer. And her answer and the, and the excerpt that she reads is from this moment during the second debate that was so staged. And it's like it, it, this one moment encapsulates 
everything I can't stand about her and why I didn't vote for her. Number one, she crosses the debate stage and stands in front of his podium. So when he returns to his podium, you get uh, what they call a, a two shot. Right. In so the camera is on Hillary Clinton, but you've got it looks like Donald Trump's right behind her mm-hmm. when literally he's just standing behind his podium where he has to stand. Right. And to think that that shit happened by accident, you're a tool. They they practice these debates over and over and over again, and it was an orchestrated staged event, and they got the exact shot they want. So that's the shot that they ooh he he was right behind me, and he was literally breathing down my neck. So I had to ask myself, what would you do? You have two choices: would you a continue on? Or B, turn to him and say, stop that. You're creeping me out. That's why I didn't vote for you. You, you, she, she literally talks about, I had these two choices. She's a robot. She's an unfeeling robotic machine. And that's why she didn't connect to anybody. And now you can relive that in living color when you watch her read from her own, quote, book allowed it's the worst i i don't think i can't even really listen to her voice oh she's done you know i mean she's talking about coming out for the 2018 campaign and i'm like please please do please please go stump for people well we we will see there Uh, is uh there it's like the constant assault, the constant barrage, the week after week after week after week of this uh, hostility and hysteria that the the media has. And then it just – and this is what had me in such a funk before we started uh, going. It's mm-hmm. like literally – they showed it this morning on uh, Media Buzz with Howie Kurtz on Fox News. Like they, they show Donald Trump has given the, his little rally in Phoenix, whatever, and then – then Lawrence O'Donnell just cuts in like they 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 still have the picture of Trump up. But Larry O'Donnell from MSNBC cuts the audio and starts right now. The president is lying right to your face. This president is unhinged. He is uh, in in desperate need of attention. He has. And, and it's like, wow. So they're, they're going to show Trump talking. But then this guy is going to narrate his own personal beliefs. And then. Uh, crazy ass Don Lemon did the same thing on CNN. Mm-hmm. Just like, like they're literally like if you watch CNN and MSNBC, you are literally watching people, uh, so-called journalists, opinion guys, going, "Well, the president's gone crazy, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, literally proof that he is crazy. He is off. He's off his nut." And, and if you're just an average Joe walking down the street, you, you think it's after a while, you start to think it's true. And that's the problem. I, I, I think in my personal opinion anyway, it all really depends on what else the average Joe sees. So if you go back to why people switched from voting for Barack Obama two times to voting for Donald Trump in the 2016 election, it's because of how their own lives and their own communities were impacted. Um you keep tearing up communities, breaking windows, setting stuff on fire and, and doing this kind of stuff, you're going to start to see people in the center go, wait a minute, this isn't okay. 
And if your life gets improved or all of a sudden your wages start to go up or something else positive happens in your community and you can attribute it to what's going on in government, I think that's going to speak louder with people at the polls than Don Lemon or Larry O'Donnell. I disagree. Well, it would be what it would be wonderful if that's the way it happened. However, uh, you had um, Catholics, mm-hmm. a lot of Catholics voted for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the big tenets in, in, in the Catholic faith is uh, don't kill people, don't kill babies. Mm-hmm. And then here you had Barack Obama going, uh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. And people go, you know, he's going to help uh, kill a bunch of babies. Oh, I know it's horrible. It's wrong. However, they still voted for him. So regardless of the reality people see, they also, I think, want to be seen in a certain light by their peer group. I'm Listen, I'm, I'm terrified a lot of times. I I'm scared to – I, I don't even own a Make America Gray hat. A, a, a MAGA hat, because literally, I I don't want to get into a fight. I don't want to get sucker punched because someone's going to think. I'm, seriously, if you wear a MAGA hat, there's a good chance you will get popped in the face, just completely blindsided. And even if you catch the guy, they're going to go, "Well, he thought you were a Nazi, so we're going to let him off." That's where we are. That's the reality. They they they're baking it in. They're baking it in. And I think uh, right now I'm in a bad mood. Uh, I'm kind of depressed. So I think that uh, 2018, we'll see what happens. Uh, However, uh, a lot of these guys are just so douchey, just so absolutely douchey on the right. And I I hate that. I'm I'm a big like fan of Ronald Reagan with like uh, Republicans don't attack other Republicans. Uh, However, I've, I've been biting my tongue about a lot of these people on the podcast, and wow. I just about had it. If you're not part of the solution, get the F out of the way. Rex Tillerson is on Fox this morning, and he can't support Trump because Trump said that there was two sides. Are you high? Are you high? You're fired. I wish it was The Apprentice. <laughs> I really well, do. And, and what I find just absolutely bizarre and this, this is just me, um, I, not a, a huge fan of Trump from a policy perspective on a lot of things. But the one thing that he went out and said that I actually thought was, A, 100% true and pretty, pretty brave because he had to know when he said it the media wasn't going to back him, was that there are two sides to this and there's an element on each side which isn't all that great. Nazi! If you don't unequivocally – and that's why – And when you look at the horror that these guys had when Trump – like my buddy, a guy, literally a friend of mine, mm-hmm. a friend of mine on Twitter was like, I can't watch this. It's, it's literally a neo-Nazi rally now. I'm like, oh my gosh. This must be horrible. So – I was taping it to watch it the next day. I had to work the next day. I was going to figure out my schedule later. I'm like, I'll just stay up late and watch it now. I'm watching it, and I'm howling with laughter. I I loved it. It was great. And I'm like, where does does this turn into a neo-Nazi rally? (laughs) To me, there was nothing Nazi-ish about it. And so, like, what am I? Then you start doubting yourself, like you're the victim of gaslighting. Like, am I? Am I such a Nazi that I don't even know that I'm a Nazi by not being able to see the Nazi and my fellow Nazi? It's crazy. 
Um, I have never met a Nazi. <laughs> Honestly, never met one. Um, certainly not in real life. Uh, I feel no need to denounce them because I know none. <laughs> I've never associated with any. And the idea, the very idea that I, because I happen to lean right, have to make these proclamations about what I do and don't believe um, yeah. just drives me nuts and I refuse to do it because I'm really contrary. And then you see all these people on Twitter and Facebook like taking the bait. You oh, know, yeah. listen, I hate Nazis. Listen, we all hate Nazis. We're, we're retreading. I feel like we're retreading very uh, – We've left, I feel like we've been here before. I'm having a deja vu moment. Yeah. So we'll, uh, Hillary Clinton's book is hilarious. Uh, Anna Navarro was another one on CNN who's like calling the president crazy. And, and like, and now th- that would be the, it would be the perfect time, uh, for Trump to, uh, sue them, you know, for, for libel or slander or whatever. But boy, oh boy, then they go, he's really attacking the first amendment. He's really attacking the, the freedom of the press. Da, 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 da. Well, the freedom of the press has always been limited by defamation, slander, and libel, and you can't attach a medical diagnosis to someone that they don't have, especially if you're a layperson. <laughs> I want him to sue. I want him <laughs> to sue. So uh, uh, Sebastian Gorka left. I don't know. I guess it's a big deal. They say it's a big deal. I don't feel like it's a big deal. I, you know, I have to be honest. I had been listening to Sebastian Gorka long before the election um, regarding radical Islam and fighting terror and, and all of the things that he teaches at one of the war colleges. Um, he's a Ph.D. And yes, he, he has an accent that does not make him a Nazi. Um <laughs> I liked him and I was actually very happy he was going to be advising the president. So I'm actually really upset that he's gone. Yeah. He was very good uh, at what he did. <laughs> it seemed like it. I, I never once saw that guy on TV where I'm like, ooh, that guy's scary. Ooh. He seemed to have a pretty well thought out policy. None of this is rocket science. Let's make it harder for the terrorists to get into our country. Bada bing, bada boom. Love it. It's not that hard. None of this is that hard. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's a hurricane going on. Those poor people in Houston. Yes, yes. And, and hey, guys, if you see it on Twitter, please, please, or social media, please, if you want to help in Houston, don't donate to Houston Planned Parenthood or Texas Equality. Please give it to Samaritan's Purse, the Red Cross. Um, <laughs> Go Samaritan's Purse. Yeah, I, I love Samaritan's Purse. That's the one I'm going to recommend. Um, and there's uh, Salvation Army. So if, if you're going to go to a charity, go to Ch- Charity Navigator and find one that will actually deliver the money to people in Houston, do not listen to people who are telling you literally to give money to Planned who, Parenthood. Who tweeted that out? They're like, they're like, if you want to help the people in Houston, donate to Planned Parenthood. And yeah. like, what? <laughs> how, what? How did you reach that conclusion? Well, she, how- was, she was responding to Kamala Harris, so – kind of tells you uh, maybe where her political leanings are. And I just love how all of the prospective uh, uh, presidential hopefuls from the Democratic side were basically standing on tragedy in Houston to uh, launch their campaigns. That was pretty special, too. Yeah, good for them. And Peter Make King, the most out of it. Peter King, you're a moron. I just had to drop that in there. Oh, yeah. Peter King was talking about uh, Ted Cruz and these other guys. They stopped the relief bill for Sandy, blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe if you hadn't had all that pork in there, they would have voted for it. Maybe if you would have had a clean bill. You know, uh, we've that's been a Michael Topia before. Yeah. One issue. 
on this show. One issue. Mm-hmm. Stop with these crazy writers. Yes. We want to help clean up the river in uh, Arkansas. Okay. Well, if you want my vote, you've got to support the edible bumper cars for one-eyed girls named Linda. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. Which exactly. has nothing to do with bumper cars and everything to do with rivers. Let's help the people in Houston, man. That's uh, I hope that thing doesn't park too long. I hope I'm I'm hoping and praying that they've they've vastly overestimated how long that thing is going to park. Vastly over, overestimated how long it's going to park, but there's already been a significant amount of rain. I mean, I if you've seen some of the pictures, of course, it's up to people's second floors and they're on the roof. So oh, it's bad. Very it's bad. very bad. It's reminiscent of Katrina, honestly. Well, yeah, except uh, Houston's not below sea level. Katrina, New Orleans, and I tell you, I used to do this joke in my stand-up, and I did it, I think, on the uh, first year of uh, the flip side, television show. Mm-hmm. Like, the only thing that saves New Orleans, the only thing that keeps New Orleans from sinking, ironically, mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. the floods. <laughs> uh, and it, Seriously. The really? floods, the, the, yeah, the Mississippi River, all this rain comes down, the Mississippi River floods, and would bring all this silt and dirt. That's why the, the, mm-hmm. the farming is so good down there. Right. However, it would kind of balance it out. But the, it's sinking. It's going away. It's, it is – New Orleans is a beautiful city. I love the people. I love the culture. I love the architecture. Mm-hmm. Oh, my lord. Go visit that town now if you've got a chance just to look at the architecture. It's gorgeous. It's going to sink. <laughs> it's it's going to go away. I mean not in our lifetimes. Uh, however – Look at – imagine the United States in, in your mind, the, the, the map, and you've got the Florida panhandle and then you got this giant arc that goes around you know, the Gulf and Texas and all that stuff. The reason that big gulf is there is like hurricanes just love that little pocket. It is boom. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like an eight ball, eight ball in the side pocket. Boom. It just has carved out a giant notch there. I, I don't know what they're going to do about New Orleans. It's going to get hit again. Oh, New Orleans will get hit again. Houston will, Houston will, Galveston will get hit again. Florida will get hit again. Um, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. New York hasn't been hit. It's mm-hmm. a miracle. Miami hasn't taken a direct hit. Miami almost did. They came close with Andrew right. back in the day. Well, so, I mean, I lived I don't in. Know what to tell I lived, you. God love you. I lived in Savannah, Georgia, which is right there on the coast. And for whatever that when you, reason, when you, were, when you were a ghost hunter, I wasn't a ghost hunter, though. I did go on a lot of oh, ghost thought- tours. Good, good. Love that stuff. And I love the architecture there. So if you have a chance to Do you believe to go in Savannah, ghosts? Absolutely. Good time. Did you ever see a ghost when you were ghost hunting in Savannah? Um, uh, maybe. Really? Mm-hmm. With like noises I, or talking I had, or something? I had a totally weird experience down there. Okay, so there's one ghost tour where they've literally retooled hearses with seats in the back and canopies and they will take you around to all the local cemeteries and local haunted places. And then there's another one called the haunted bar tour. I've been on both. Nice. I'd probably do the bar tour, but go ahead. I've done both. Um, in the haunted bar tour, it was like the third bar. So there might have been alcohol involved. (laughs) I'm just, I think that's safe. I think that's safe to assume when it's a bar tour. Yeah. So we go down to this place and you go down a set of stairs and then you go around and then you go down another set of stairs. Okay. And this woman who was running the tour and she's, of course, got all the period clothing on with the petticoats and whatever says, does anybody want to tell me what happened here? And I just looked at her. I said, sure. They held slaves here. And like everybody looked at me. I'm like, what? You can't tell. 
<laughs> and they're like, what are you seeing? And I'm like, right over there. I was the only one that saw it. I think it might have been the drinks, but I knew exactly what they did there. Oh, okay. So you you recognized the environment you or what did you or did you like feel the presence of like dead slaves or something? It was just a really funky place to be. And after being out kind of around town and laughing a lot, like going and sinking to that like deep level, it just made yeah. me it literally gave me a stinking feeling in my gut. I, I know, totally I'm with you. I'm with you. hundred and ten percent. Yeah, but I, lo- not- I love that kind of kitschy stuff. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Go visit Savannah. That's another one of America's great cities. Yep. Go see it now. Uh, so thoughts and prayers, and I even hate saying that. It's like I don't want to have to sit here and talk about Nazis, and I'm tired of saying thoughts and prayers. No, because like meanwhile, thoughts uh, and thoughts and prayers. Everybody has ten bucks. Reach into your pocket. Go to Samaritan's Purse. Give them ten bucks. You know who uh, is the most uh, charitable of the political parties? Uh, that would be conservative by a lot. Yes, by a huge margin. And you know of the conservative coalition who are the most charitable? Hmm. Christian conservatives. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's That's the thing that we're – it's the uphill battle we're fighting. We are uh, the good guys. Capitalism has helped out more people come out of poverty than any little program ever. Entrepreneurship has helped more people. Republicans, conservatives were the most giving. And then I – it really – that's why it really, really, really offends me when somebody starts to say you guys are a bunch of Nazis. That's when that's when have you ever seen a video where like a mouse gets cornered by a, a dog or a big cat and then the mouse is just like, fuck it and attacks. Yeah, that's how I'm starting to feel. Well, you know, you know, honestly, when that whole concept really hit home for me was during the Ferguson riots, because there was a woman there. Her name is Natalie and she had just opened a bakery. She had scraped together her entire life savings. And I think on Twitter, and it's Natalie's Bakery, and it's Ferg Natalie, I believe, on Twitter. Um, she was producing and making beautiful stuff. She hadn't been open that long, and those idiots ruined her, her establishment. And it was a group of conservatives who saw her in tears, interviewed, etc., that set up a fundraiser for her for her to not only rebuild her own business – but then turn around and give it to other business owners in the community to rebuild theirs. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it's too funny because I just sent him an email and he wrote me back and I haven't taken a look at it yet. Uh, Michael Steele. This mm-hmm. is what I'm this, – this is literally – and I, I don't even know – and here's the thing, you guys. I'm, I'm horrible at this kind of stuff, but this is what I want to do on the website. Like I want to get people to, to – how, how do we do this? I would love to do that. I would love to focus the power of all these wonderful people on the right and let's just systematically help small businesses. Yep. Like everyone's like you just said it. You just said it. Everybody's got 10 bucks. <clears throat> let's do that. Like once a month on the, on the on the website. Let's go. This person has a business for whatever reason. Let's see what let's let's raise some money for them and just infuse it. And let and it's but it's got to be in a really – I want it to be like a dicey neighborhood, like somebody – hope perfectly uh, a person of color, uh, an immigrant, a, a, a legal immigrant. Legal immigrants, some, yes. Yeah, poor little family who's trying to make their grocery store go better. Some uh, black girl who's got a, a little business she's going to do with iPhones or I don't know, whatever, what have you. Let's help her out. 
And while the government and this big, giant, bloated bureaucracy, and while the liberals and the Democrats are talking about how we can raise taxes to help, da 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 da, while everybody's sitting in a corner jacking off, we'll actually do some good in this world. I love it. That gets me. That oh, put on my boner pants. I'm excited about that idea. Do you have pants for that? Yes, they're. Uh, <laughs> what I do is I take sweatpants and I and I make them into shorts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boner pants. They're actually they're they're metaphorical boner pants. But I actually do. They're I do. <laughs> I do that. I take old. Uh, uh, what you do is you get a pair of sweatpants that's a little big, and then you just turn them into shorts, and that's just the best to lounge around in. The I, best I'm to almost, lounge around. In. I'm almost sure that there's going to be a logoed pair of boner pants on the new website. That would be great. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, listen, you you joke, but like we are on a roll right now. We got a great idea. Mm-hmm. I'm writing that one down. Okay, the the I want I, I want to call it charity, but I want to like like an entrepreneur. We want to help out. It's but like Michael Steele was on the show. We were talking about this helping people in inner cities. We want to help them with their little enterprises, and I, I want to sell boner pants. Uh, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Something good happens in, oh, put on my boner pants. A lot of times what you're talking about is called angel funding. Angel funding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Let, let us do that. Let us do some angel funding. Let us – and you know what we should do? That sh- that's what we should do with the proceeds from the boner pants. If you buy this – no, I, I can't. Never mind. What? Nothing. You can. We're all grown-ups. It just it no it just went through my head. If you buy this pair of boner pants, an angel will get their wings. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. Every time it's you, you see you hear that she's right. Every every <laughs> time you get a boner in these pants, an angel gets its wings. That's fine. That's wonderful. That's comedy and good. Hey, and we can actually send a, a tank top to go with it. Yes, <laughs> I and bought these boner I, pants, and an angel got their wings. And I, we got to find a company because we're doing new merchandise. We're in the – I'll get, get everybody caught up to speed. We're, we're redoing the website. Thank you for your patience. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be wonderful. We're doing beta testing right now as we speak. Uh, we've got different merchandise coming up. But I want to have the boner pants and I want to have like uh, thongs for the ladies that say uh, like it's better on the flip side or try it on the flip side <laughs> or where it has the bullseye on the back. Uh, something I want to, I want to get on board this, this, the, the new anal sex trend. Yeah. You were telling me about that. I missed that. I, I saw the playboy boobs are no longer in fashion. I, I hadn't seen the other. Well, I, I follow the playboy on, on the Twitter. Cause it's always, it's a, it's a, it's a wellspring of good stories. Like boobs are out, butts are in. This must've been like the follow-up, the companion one to that. But, uh, anal sex. Butt stuff, more popular than ever, ever. Did they give you any like sociological or societal trend that would make that make sense? You know what? I just think it's losing the taboo. I think here's the deal. And it is it's like uh, politics follows pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the exact same thing. I can remember many, many years ago being on stage uh, at a comedy club or being in a comedy club and someone was joking around about um, uh, butt sex. Mm-hmm. And 
the the manager pulled the guy aside. We don't we don't do that here. We don't talk about that. People don't come out expecting to do that. So it was like really really edgy and dangerous. Okay. And whenever something is considered really edgy and dangerous, the first thing everybody does is they hop on board. So before you knew it, it seemed like every comedian had a bit that they would do about uh oh putting it in the butt and blah 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 and jokes and just so like and then pornography being everywhere. It's just now it's not as taboo as it once was, which for me was always like the fun thing about it. <laughs> it's like, this is, Ooh, this is something you're not supposed to do. We must be edgy and, and, and we must really be something. So now it's like, like in uh, Pornhub, it's not even being searched up as much because I think it's just becoming uh, commonplace. It's just, it's one of the uh, colors in the, in the paint box now. Ah, okay. Well, yeah, you were saying too, I think I said, well, yeah, it's it's so popular they had to write an article in Teen Vogue and I was like, that kind of made me yes. go, whoa. Well, that was, that was the thing. Well, that, that, that thing, evidently that article, and this is why you always want to measure twice and cut once, that article was like in Teen Vogue, they're like, this is becoming a thing. So girls, girls, I guess, and guys, if, if you're going to go try this, uh, be very careful. It's not, it's not the same. It's not, <laughs> it's not ready for, ready for action. No, There's no, no, no. Prep work. There's some prep I work. Do a bit. And, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit tonight if I, if I can, I want to do a thing where, uh, a woman's body is like Europe, you know, and the vagina is like, uh, France. And there's wonderful restaurants and it's a great place to eat and it's very friendly. <laughs> and then right next door is Germany. Oh, God. It's, it's the butthole of countries. <laughs> really? It's not that inviting. It's a little. People are a little, a little mean. It's a little off putting. They don't really want you to be there. Oh, God. But if you have a friend, they might be like, hey, Germany's good time. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> the Germany of but uh, I think it's I think that's so funny. Oh God! That's the new anal is big. Like they just did before taboo. Nobody, nobody. Mm. And now that like they they've done these studies and girls are like, all right, I'm working it. <laughs> Couple questions. Where were you when I was in college? <laughs> Your body's like a globe, right? The boobs are like the Alps. Everybody loves the Swiss Alps. And then you got France. And then you got some Germany going on back there. And everybody loves France. The food is delicious. I can eat there all day. It's very friendly. Hello, come on in, have a pee. <laughs> I guess, I mean, I, I would hate to say the boobs were Russia. I mean, geographically, I guess, however, I, I don't think, I don't think boobs are Russian. I think, I think boobs are more Spanish. 
I could go for that. Right? Right? Uh, they got a I, little motion, lots of dancing. <laughs> right? Still great food? Still great food. <laughs> yep. A little spicier. It is a little spicier. Uh, so oh, you'll, you'll enjoy – everyone loves Spain. You're definitely going to enjoy France. And if you've, if you've got a trusted friend, you might take a brief tour of Germany. And if you like it, stay around for a little <laughs> while. Oh, uh, wow. Isn't that mm-hmm. hilarious? I'm doing that tonight. <laughs> I'm doing that tonight. Oh, dear Lord. Women's, oh, my gosh. The, the women's equality thing was trending. I get so bored by it all. No, no. Do you know what Women's Equality Day also was? What was it? Oh, Hot Dog Day or Dog National Day? National Dog Day. <laughs> I tell you, I so, enjoyed Dog Day. Women's inequality, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of that. I'm sick I of being too. called a Nazi, and I'm sick of these uh, women going, we're not equal. Jeez, what do you want? Special privileges. You can drive. Yeah, you can drive. You can vote. You hold the majority of the wealth in this country. The wage gap is a complete and total myth. If you want to be a fireman, you can be a fireman. What do you want? And that's just it. You can't. You, you can't reason. It's, Women are. I got another bit. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do tonight. Women well, are the reason for everything. The the reason we don't live in caves is because women didn't want to fuck outside, right? <laughs> And she's like, it's raining. We're not going to do this. And some guy's like, well, I bet we could go in there and the rain wouldn't. Okay, if we can go in there and if there's no bears in there. So, yay. And then so the cave was enough. And then she's like, I don't know. I'm cold. I'm cold. And then that dude invented fire. (laughs) (laughs) Only because he wanted to get laid. Yes. Every giant invention we have ever had, I can take it directly back to getting pussy. Everyone. (laughs) Every single one. Every single one. Well, you know, um, the thing that I have been reading lately because third wave feminism is getting a lot of attention and I'm a woman and I don't identify as a feminist and neither do about 75% of women. They look at this like victim culture. Everything I can't do is because of the patriarchy. Well, what exactly can't you do? Well, I got a degree in interpretive feminist dance and I don't make as much as a doctor. What? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, some of it is so ridiculous and they have done absolutely zero to help themselves with the causes they take up. A A kid in a university of Texas and his girlfriend were horse playing in an alley. Somebody saw it and got nervous, called the, called the campus Gestapo. Kid gets suspended when the girl's saying he wasn't assaulting me, he wasn't sexually abusing me, nothing. For a year, she's been saying this. And there's video that shows the witness's account is garbage and the university won't release it, but they have suspended the guy. Wow. I mean, it has reached such a point of ridiculousness that this girl is saying nothing happened to me and they're like, shh. You're just a willing victim. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> so Ooh, it, that, that gets dicey. But I mean, this is not. I got, I got no patience for uh, guys who rape women, right? None. None. Like, zero. I have zero patience of people who are falsely, uh, falsely accused people of rape. Oh, way less patience for that because you do nothing but to real victims but hurt them when you do that. Yeah. I just find it ridiculous. But that that goes back to this whole Title IX, which was a disaster from day one, 
right? Mm-hmm. And now, mm-hmm. now it's not about equal opportunity. It's about we have to create a safe space for all women. Well, here's what, what is is it, yes, and what encourages me and encourages me and encourages me uh, is just like we we just have to continue on. Like as depressed and bummed out as I was at the at the top of the show, mm-hmm. with with like uh, good people have to continue to stand up. And that's what really bums me out, like, because I want to be one of the good guys standing up, and I'm, and that's what I'm going to con- try to continue to do, and and that's what you know you're doing, and 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 other people. It's just very depressing when, uh, like, I I honestly, and maybe I'm horribly naive. I do not think that uh, President Donald Trump wants to make America worse. I I really don't think that he is a racist. I, I, I just, I don't believe it. His actions wouldn't speak that way. And when, when fellow conservatives, and I've said this before, and I apologize to people who, who listen to the show and God bless you for listening as long as you have, uh, Trump wasn't my first choice. However, he was way better than Hillary. When it came down to Trump versus Hillary, it's a no brainer. Donald Trump is the closest thing to what I believe. And when you have these guys uh, when 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 Mitt Romney uh, throws his little hat in the ring and starts talking about, oh, Donald Trump did this and that. Shut up, Mitt. Shut up. You are actively trying to make the situation worse. So screw you, Mitt Romney. And and guys like uh, Bill Crystal. What a dick. What a dick. They're actively trying to make the situation worse. And you know why? Because they're elitist douchebags who think they know more than me and they think they know more than everybody else in America. And that's what our founding fathers were so smart about doing, making sure these elitist douchebags weren't in charge too long. They go, you know what? Every couple of years, we're going to get the, we're going to give the people a chance to vote. Mm-hmm. Run bill crystal run, run for public office. You know, so much. I can't stand that guy. Well, I mean, here's the thing, and and we're coming into, you know, hate to even think about it, but about seven months from now, we're going to start, you know, elections for 2018 and midterms for some senators and, and, you know, the entire House of Representatives. And I have a limited number of choices here in the state of Georgia, and I am going to, as you so eloquently put it, um, swing and and put the ball closest to the hole that I can. Um, Yes. You know, I'm very proud to say my personal representative, if I told you his name, you would just make fun of it. Um, (laughs) But um, my personal representative, I'm I'm very happy to say I agree with 85 percent of the time. Uh, One of my senators needs to retire and the other one I'm at 75 to 80 percent with. So I don't have such a terrible, terrible row. No. However, you do have like some kind of dogfight going on in the background. (sighs) Yes, I do. Hang on. Are they excited about your senator? Um, no, no, they've been left alone too long. (laughs) Don't leave the dogs alone so long or they will go crazy. Turns out the younger dog was trying to eat the older dog. Oh, that's cute. Oh, it's, it's adorable. She wants to play. He wants no part of it. You know what? I, I always have to stay away from those, those dog videos on Facebook. 
the the part there's a there's a bunch of them out there where somebody in some small some little town in some third world country or something you'll see a dog that's just been horribly malnourished and abused and is just a train wreck and they do this montage where they pick up the dog and they take it to the vet and they give it the medicine and and they take care of it and then they show the dog today and the dog's happy and wonderful and I, and I oh my gosh I could watch those all day I could watch them all day and adopt all those dogs. Like that's what I want. I want a giant farm, a giant compound where it's just me and like, I'm going to say 50, like I want to be like, uh, the, 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 the dog whisperer. I just want to have a big pack of rescue dogs. I am actually barred from ever going to a shelter or a pet store again. (laughs) It's, it's, it's really that bad. I will come home with something. Yes. Mm-hmm. God, I will dang. come home something's going with something. On, something's going on with my dog. I'm going to see him uh, this weekend. But I guess he he's get he's gets this little hitch in his giddy up and his little leg. And I hope he didn't like mess up his uh, his tendon or something. But uh, golly day, I just can't take it. Abused dog. And then these people like in the hurricane, they tie their dogs up outside and their dogs are going to slowly drown. Like, like I'm worried about the people. They're, please, they're, please. I'm worried about the people. I, I can already hear the people like, oh, who cares about the dog? I care about the people. Of course we care about the people. People have thumbs and they can open doorknobs and they can climb on a roof. Uh, but, geez, some poor dog tied to a tree. Good Lord. Did you, did you see the smartest dog in Houston? The dog carrying the food in his mouth? Yeah, I thought that was just precious. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and his owner was found, so. Did you see Did you see the hawk that flew into the taxi cab yes. driver's? <laughs> yes. That made me laugh. All of a sudden, I'd be like, have you ever been, like, close to a bird like that? Yes. They're huge. They're ginormous. <laughs> They're ginormous. And that, could... that bird just looking at the guy like, I'm not going anywhere. It's a hurricane out there, man. I'm staying <laughs> I'm in here staying with you. right here. Right here. Now, I actually, I actually have a kamikaze hummingbird at my house right now. So, those are the best. I love hummingbirds, and we used to have a feeder, right? And then we yes. decided to put a fence around the compound. Yes. And so, when we put the fence in, we had to take the hummingbird feeder out. So the hummingbirds apparently got very used to having the hummingbird feeder there, and there was one very angry hummingbird who literally comes out from that area of the yard every morning, flies six inches in front of my face, beats his wings, and then flies off. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I've never seen that. a hummingbird <laughs> that close. It sounds like the biggest bee ever. I thought it was a huge bee. I thought it was a bat that was wrong and like maybe had rabies because it was out during the day. And I'm just like, what in the world is going on? They they have like the biggest uh, hummingbirds have don't uh, a bigger ratio of their brain is devoted to memory than any other uh, animal on the planet. Really? Yeah. That's hummingbirds cool. are amazing. And then the way they can hover and fly, they've got robot hummingbirds now. Somebody's trying to sell them to uh, the Department of Defense. Nothing bad will happen there. But yeah, and, and hummingbirds, I, I love them. Yeah, I, no. I love them. But if you have a feeder out and the 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 sugar water or the nectar or whatever goes bad mm-hmm. and they, they go in there and they check it and they're like, Ew, they instantly, they will just write it off and they won't come back for months and months and months. Because they'll remember, nah, nothing good over there. Well, apparently we had some great sugar water because this one will not leave. <laughs> Put another feeder out there. That'd we be just, great. We just haven't gotten around to it. Obviously, we love the hummingbirds. We had yes. one in the first place. <laughs> 
But anyway, yeah, no. Birds are great. Hawks are scary. They are big, man. There was a hawk in my neighborhood here in Long Island a couple weeks ago that took out a bunny rabbit, and that was wow. That was wild. Not yeah. something you expect to see in the middle of Levittown, Long Island. No, not really. Not really There's at all. There's a hawk eating a bunny. That was odd. <laughs> uh, speaking of skittish animals, I started watching The Defenders. Oh, boy. Yeah. And your thoughts? Um, Jessica Jones, very true to character. Very yep. true to character. I still like the interaction between Luke Cage and the nurse girl. I can't remember oh, her name yeah. right now. Oh, that's Rosario um, Dawson who plays the yep, nurse. Yep. And Daredevil is still my favorite. Yes. I'm really rooting for him and the journalist. I uh, what really episode want are that you to on? Happen. I'm really at one and a half right now. Okay. It's, yeah, you're still meh. You got to get into like episode three. I, I made it to episode three. The opening with Iron Fist. I just can't stand that guy. Yeah, that's the problem. It's bad casting. I'm sure he's a great actor. He's just in the wrong He's just in the wrong part. I'm just waiting for him to man up and grow a pair. And I just don't think that guy just doesn't have that thing. He just doesn't have that thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, he's just yeah. a little bit too, uh, I don't want to say swishy, but there's just something about him where, ugh, and he talks about his whatever. And yeah. I'm, I'm really off put and kind of confused about Sigourney Weaver showing up. So I love Sigourney Weaver's great. You no, can I see know. her. She's, she's great. In a lot of the scenes, though, she's just cashing a check. But when, <laughs> yeah, I know. But when she sits down with the older Chinese woman and who was like this terrifying figure in in previous episodes in the individual series, I just like got yeah. no menace out of it at all. I'm like, OK, this woman was terrifying <laughs> in previous or episodes. Is the big bad. Yeah. Right. And I'm, but like, Sigourney looking, Weaver's the big villain in this piece. Yeah, I know, but I just I'm looking at the interaction between the two of them, and I'm not terrified yet. <clears throat> yes. So. Yeah, that's a that's a problem with uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that one on on the director because yeah. the that older Asian lady is playing it a little bit different. I know I know you're saying these words, but the, everything has subtext, so you don't have to you don't have to show me how afraid you are. There's there's subtext there. Anyway. Yeah. I have not been blown away by the defenders. Hopefully, it gets better. Tonight is the last uh, Game of Thrones for a while, and I know this isn't this isn't your bag, uh, but I'm already bummed out. Already bummed out. Yeah, it's so great, it's so great, and it it'll go away uh, for months and months and months and months and months, and then that then we'll have the end of the show. Well, but my, it is great. My daughter is very into it right i mean that's one of her favorite series and oh she's just all and she'll be telling me things and this and that i'm like oh that's interesting i've never seen it um and i said she said the season finale is tomorrow i have to get back to my apartment da 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 and i'm like season finale i'm like it just started she said it was only like seven episodes yeah oh that's terrible yeah. It's a very, very short season. Normally HBO does short seasons anyway, but this yeah. is even short. This is even short for them. Mm -hmm. So and then they'll be like almost a year off and then they'll do six more episodes. They'll, they might be a little bit longer than just an hour. Uh, and then that'll wrap up the the series. <clears throat> it's just so fun to watch as a guy who's like a huge Lord of the Rings fan, mm -hmm. you know, sci fi fantasy, that whole thing. It's just so funny to watch America culturally and it's it's so great the way george 
R.R. Martin wrote this thing is in the first couple books like there, there. Yeah, there's no dragons. There's no magic. That stuff was a long time ago. So it's pretty much like the Godfather in medieval times. Okay. Right. But it's it's not medieval times, but it's like that kind of weaponry and swords. And it's very, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, that's pretty much what it is. It's it's this guy wants to be in control, but that family's trying to stop him. So it's all this like political stuff. And now as these dragons have been discovered and America has fallen in love with the girl who's responsible for the dragons. And now finally they're all grown up and they're breathing fire. All these people that hated this stuff are like, that dragon is badass. That was the, <laughs> it's just so great. They, it's, it's like the, it's like all of America has, has for a brief, brief moment said that uh, being into fantasy is okay. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> well, I, uh, I hope to watch it at some point. But I'll probably do what I do with almost every other series I watch, and that's wait for it to be all done and then binge watch it. So, well, that's uh, that's a good way to go. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to go. Um, all right, we are in the stretch for the home here, yes, and I we am. Are. Uh, I, I'm going to have a little, a real lame one, but it is time for Michael Topia. So, in the real world. There's a bunch of crazy rules and laws you have to live by that make no sense. But in Michaeltopia, things are different. We have different rules and different laws. So, Liberty Gimlet, uh, what do you got for Michaeltopia? In Michaeltopia, we're very reasonable and sane people. And if there is not an event going on, you do not wage a counter-protest. I think you're about to take mine, but keep going. Well, in San Francisco last night, there was supposed to be some kind of prayer vigil thing, which of course was labeled Nazi, Nazi, Nazi. And it was canceled because of all of the hype and the the mischaracterization of it, from what I understand. Yet thousands of people took to the streets to protest nothing. Yep. (laughs) Yep. If you're going to have like this big anti-Nazi rally to shut down the speech of Nazis, you need to have actual Nazis there. Exactly. (laughs) And the and funny I, part I is, the whole, go ahead. There weren't going to be any there. Isn't that what it was with, with Boston as well? They're yeah. like trying. They're, they're literally like, we got to shut down this free speech. Why? Oh, there's Nazis there. And then you smash cut to the little gazebo area, and there's a, a, a an Asian American, a Pan Asian guy who's running for Congress, mm-hmm. and people with signs behind him saying Black Lives Matter. It's like, what are you doing? What are you well, doing? And, and free speech is in no way equivalent to Nazis because you know what Nazis didn't allow? Free speech. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> in Michaeltopia, we also teach history. Yes. In Michaeltopia, we, we also teach the history of socialism mm-hmm. and communism. Well, and like the history of the entire world. <laughs> yes. Like what actually happened? Not – not, not that we now need to be taking down revolutionary that's this happened in your home state yes here here's another thing in michaeltopia I love we it. we only have smart protesters if they are going to deface a statue they actually know who the statue is before they deface it yes <laughs> you had a revolutionary war hero that the county is named after and i forget the name of the county now that somebody decided to behead it's it's uh, it's like tragic. That. Yeah, the guy the guy fought uh, at a couple of huge battles mm-hmm. in the Revolutionary War. Yep. Uh, just just a straight up patriot, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, I guess 
he was burned at the stake or something. I don't know the. I don't even know the dude's name. Right. But they're beheading the statue. They're they're lighting Abraham Lincoln statues on fire. It's yep. like, hey, it's a statue. It's bad. Get it, Christopher <clears throat> Columbus. Morons. Christopher Christopher Columbus. <clears throat> yeah. To celebrate celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. That's that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. In my in my Michaeltopia, we have room to do all of these. <laughs> that's my lame Michaeltopia. Because my my Michaeltopia was like, if you're gonna go protest Nazis, you actually have to have Nazis to protest. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, great minds think alike. You're the Liberty Gimlet. The Liberty. You know what's up. Maybe I'll go make a Gimlet. I think that's a great idea. That's a splendid idea. I'm going to go to the comedy club, try some of this new uh, sex material and inequality material. It'll all be wonderful. In Michaeltopia, everybody goes and they get a pair of boner pants. And hopefully you have to wear them all the time because you got so many boners because of the wonderful things that are happening. Uh, there you go. And we'll work on our little uh, angel funding. We're going to find some small businesses to help out. So it's all very exciting. It's a giant experiment. Thanks for participating in the great experiment. Uh, that's what this is with our little crazy, insane rambling of a show. It's wonderful. And I thank you. And we're doing great things. And with great things, we will continue. So see you next week. I'm off. <laughs>